0: Hey guys, this is Turner. You've been hearing us talk about Kahi Roasting Company for a while. They're an amazing, small, Christian-owned family coffee roasting business, and they have approached all-out war, and they have given us an amazing opportunity that we never expected in a million years. And this is what they've offered to us. If you love coffee, and you love this podcast, and you want to help support the work of this podcast, we don't have a Patreon, we don't make money off of ads or anything like that. But what we do have is this unique partnership with Kahi Roasting Company. And what you want to do is go to kahiroastingco.com, click on the support all out war, order your coffee. They'll ship it right to your house in a few days and 10% of that sale will go back to all out war. Now, look, we're not planning on making a bunch of money off this, but what it does help us do is support the work of what we're doing. It helps pay for our hosting fees and new equipment and things like that. So if you like All Out War and you love coffee, go check out kahairoastingcompany.com and order yourself some coffee today. And as I always say, sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Guess what? We're back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're back. We're back. What's going on? I'm Turner, and I'm in the studio with Rosie. What's hey, up? What's up? And Rachel, what's up?
1: Hey, long time no see.
0: I know. It's been a minute, but man, it's been good. I We were busy. I had a vacation. Rosie's doing his master's. You guys were doing the family thing, busy. It's just stupid, man. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, crazy how um, it can just get away from you. And part of it, too, was for me, that new job I started uh, back in the winter, right before COVID hit. And it's just been a very demanding job. Mm-hmm. So. I'm adjusting, trying to learn how. And I'm still preaching, so I've got kind of like two jobs going. Mm -hmm. Then you throw this podcast in, and it ends up being like a big, giant, uh, you know, uh, calendar challenge. (laughs) How you been, Rosie? The
1: the mental and emotional toll that this whole year has taken... (laughs) I feel like you just get burnt out after a little bit, especially with like what we're covering, like the topics that we're covering, we're trying to stay up to date on. It's like you just get really exhausted with it. You know, you just got to step away. I've had to do that like almost three times already, just taking a whole week off of anything, anything social media related.
2: I've been doing the same this year. I hate this year. (laughs) I've been telling uh, you guys how much I hate just everything. I'm done with everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been weird. And that's kind of the topic that we're going to talk about tonight, so that's good. So yeah. we'll jump into that in a few minutes. But, um, dude, let's just go. What do you know, Rosie? What do you know, man?
2: Hey, so since I wasn't here for the last podcast, and it's been a while, I have a bunch. So here's one. Did you know that Kim Jong-il, Kim Jong-un's father, okay. claimed he invented the hamburger? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That's a real thing.
0: So hamburgers are Korean, not German. Yeah, exactly.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Here's another one. (laughs) Kanye West got busted, this is years ago, downloading uh, a music software via uh, a torrent. Like he was torrenting... Free like music editing soft, software. Yeah, <laughs> so I could write music. Yeah. <laughs> so Kanye West. Yeah, this is an article from 20, like 16 or something like that. We yeah. all
0: start somewhere, brother.
2: Yeah. So there's one. Um, here's another one uh, in honor of Florida. So uh, inmates in a Florida jail, and it says um, "are being." So it's past tense. Pres- so they were oh, okay forced to watch Robert Zemeckis's. Uh, Polar Express moving over and over again. That was their treatment. Like, they got punished. That was their punishment? Yeah. And it said, one inmate is so distressed that he filed a lawsuit claiming that the experience is akin to Chinese water torture. This is a quote. I hear those kids screaming through my brain. All night long, I could hear them, he told CNN. I can close my eyes, but I'm still going to hear them over and over and over.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what I would say? Welcome to fatherhood. Yeah.
1: It's true. <laughs> Except with us, it's Cars Three. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm in an MK Ultra experiment. It's, it's awful.
2: Yeah, I don't have to watch any of the. If if all right, here's the thing. If I ever come up and say like, "Hey, I just saw that new Pixar movie," you guys should call the police. <laughs> because grown adults who don't have kids that watch those movies. That's Wait that's a second. A sign.
0: Well, well, no. I like up. That was cool. I for love You kids. Dude, I do, but my my youngest is like 15. But I do I loved um uh, I love the um superhero one with the uh the Incredibles. love that movie, the first one.
1: Yeah. Those really like pulled on your heartstrings for sure.
0: The the soundtrack. There's
1: some where I'm like, why is this a movie? But but yeah, I know I get what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. None of the Disney stuff really yeah. gets me though. I'm not like into that.
2: All right, well, if you, you, if you ever hear a 30-year-old man saying, I really like Pixar movies and I just want to go see right. Incredibles 4 in the theater by myself, yeah. call the police. Yeah. Same thing, side note, this weirds me out. <laughs> Guys that you don't- You know what grinds my gears. Yeah. <laughs> this is same, in the same vein. <laughs> this, I'm, this is a warning to all you people that have kids and stuff. Guy, so I'm 30. I don't have kids, and I don't have any nieces or nephews. And that's kind of a, at best, people can say that and get away with it. And people are like, oh, okay, maybe. I have no idea how old kids are. Right. By looking at them. Like, yeah. I look at a baby and I'm like, that could be either like two weeks old or right. four years old. I have no idea. <laughs> two I'm weeks
0: like, and four, four years old? is like, a big that's difference. A,
2: that's, a, that's a baby to me. <laughs> and then, like, when they start, I don't even know how old babies start walking and talking. But up until then, until they're like, I don't know, 18, they're just kids and I have no idea how old they are. I'm just like, oh, that's a, you could, so I have no idea. I
1: will say it's gotten harder. It very much has gotten harder to tell how old kids are because of how old they're dressing when Mm -hmm. they're in middle school, high school. But then also, like, my kids, I think they just, they talk a lot because they talk to each other. And so people are like, is Asher like six years old and I'm like no he just turned four and so I actually don't know What normal is for yeah. the whole like baby to toddler to? Yeah. Little kids stage. like I just know my kids really and other people's kids And I wait for them to tell me their ages because I'm not gonna make any assumptions
2: exactly So if you hear some guy come up like just some regular guy like me, and he's like, oh, what, are they, what kid? How old are they like 10 11 you're like yeah, they are 11 call the police No <laughs> one he should, knows yeah no yeah. one should have a frame of reference for a kid yeah yeah i'm normal i don't know how old kids are by looking at them right people that do that don't have kids you need to call the police yeah i mean i just went on vacation
0: mm-hmm. and i took four teenagers i felt like i was a youth pastor again but uh they it was 17 16 15 and 15 that was their ages all the same to me and yeah well they, they are basically all the same but um but we would pull over at a rest stop or whatever get gas and the kids would jump out of the car and my the my daughter and her friend they look way older than 15 years old they look like they're in their 20s hmm. and and it's just because i don't know why it is it just i just remember being 15 and the girls did not look like they look, the kids look now. Yeah, I just remember that. I mean, the mm-hmm.
2: culture is rotting. So
0: the culture is rotting. It's got to be
2: stuff in the food or something. Yeah, you know, all but, these hormones. Sorry, I didn't mean a tangent. But that's a sign. That there's pedos. There's pedos. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Here, oh yeah. Here's another thing. Oh good. North Korea has. <laughs> did you know that North Korea and makes their own fabric, that is nowhere else in the entire world. Cool. It's called vinylin. It's made by. Um. Wait, oh my goodness! I just had it. Vinyl, huh? Um, it's clothing that's made out of like uh, the stuff they put car make roads out of tar, like asphalt? polyester and asphalt and stuff like that. It's weird. <laughs> Anyways, <What? so> <laughs> I, it I, okay. North was, Korean asphalt. <laughs> I can't. Remember. It's some weird stuff like that. I don't <laughs> know why the page didn't load. No. All right, last one, and then we can move on to the topic. All okay. right. So Harvard's debate team in uh, twenty. Fifteen lost a debate. So they had just won the national title. Yeah. For the debate team, they lost like within the same span of months to a group of inmates in a New York prison. (laughs) Nice. Yeah.
0: That's good. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. So take that, Harvard. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. There you go. That was good. Did you knows? And it's been good. I've been missing my did you knows. I needed those. Yeah. Hey, let's um. Do me a favor, sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. That's right. We're back. We are back. Man, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners who reached out to us and said, hey, what's going on? Where are you You guys going to do another episode? I had a handful Mm -hmm. of people. I even had a rando on Twitter. Didn't even know this person. Didn't know they would listen to us. I don't know the handle, but super cool. And this person, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but they they suggested, hey, if you're not going to record this week, can you at least just go and say, hey, we're on a break we're going to come back <laughs> even <a> f- <laughs> e- even like a 5 minute just hey this is what's going on i was like that's a great idea and i had that in the back of my head if somehow for some reason this fell through and we weren't going to be able to get together tonight but man it's good so here's the topic episode number 91 here we are man wow. we're, we're inching towards we're inching towards 100 yeah. 100 episodes and who would have thought man we would be 100 episodes in and i know there's podcasts that have been out for a long time Same genre as us and everything, and they have literally five, six years under their belt, hundreds, hundreds of episodes.
2: And some have been around that long and have not put out that many. (laughs) yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, there's a handful that haven't, yeah. But, um, so, you know, we don't, when we started this podcast, we we wanted to stay in three lanes. We wanted to be in theology, culture, and politics. That was kind of what we set up. And inadvertently, 2020 decided that we were gonna be doing you know, stuff that was going to be a little bit, kind of merging into fringe areas, just <laughs> because of the well, nature.
2: I was going to say, I don't think we ever had any uh, notion of actually only staying to that. Like, right. That was like a cool thing that we can say, well, so that people would be like, oh, they're like a lot more legitimate, and they <laughs> might not. It's to get them in. It's to hook. It's to hook them. You're like, oh yeah, they're just a normal podcast. You're like, no, nope, we're going to talk about crazy hollow earth yeah yeah
0: we did we i think one of our early episodes with ethan Mm -hmm. i forget what number it was maybe three four (laughs) something like that we did a conspiracies episode but but this is not so much conspiracy this is really just like um so okay so i've got i've just been and we kind of we kind of touched on this a few episodes ago but we're you know there's a lot of things happening in our culture right now on the current events that are driving people into areas of mistrust, mis- mistrust of the media, mm. um, and also they're they're beginning to um, do their own research, and they're beginning to um, kind of un- they're kind of looking at things from a different angle that they've ever, never looked before. Yeah. And so, whenever you get to that point of reference, you questions come up and how do you handle it and things like that come up. And so uh, I've just been noticing that as a pastor, I'm getting, I'm having conversations with people that I never imagined that I would have with people I never imagined I'd have hmm. those conversations with. And they're asking questions about things that we, that, you know, a year ago would have been considered fringe topic. Like, that's the best way I can say is fringe topic. So, um, and so let me just start. I, uh, I was on Instagram looking around and this is a big contributor to a lot of what's happening to, I think people working from home. Uh, they spend mm-hmm. a lot of time on the internet. They're getting on They're they're following certain accounts and they're, and these accounts, they, you know, you know how it works. It's kind of like a web, like you start to follow somebody and then they reference somebody. And so you follow that person because then maybe you even go to their followers list and you go and follow their, who they're following and you just kind of create this community, um, And it it kind of puts, it pigeonholes you in a lane a lot of times. Um, I did this with my Twitter account when I first got onto Twitter. Um, I just wanted to follow sports accounts Mm. because I wanted to follow news about the Redskins and the Nats and the Caps. I don't really care about the Wizards. But, um, and, um, you know, the Mystics, right? Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course, the Mystics. But uh, I would, and so I kind of like built my own Twitter account around all of these kind of sports accounts and these sports casters and these radio shows and things like that ESPN people personalities things like that and so i kind of put myself into a corner and i was missing a whole segment of twitter <laughs> maybe for my own good yeah. you know that existed and you're ha- this is happening with instagram it's happening it, i don't know if it happens so much on facebook probably does you just it's who you choose to follow or whatever but what is happening is our current events are driving questions to people the norm you know that that we've had for you know that that I've been used to my um, nearly 50 years is not the norm you know anymore and and I hate to say the new normal because I don't believe in the new normal I think things are changing I think things are happening on purpose I think they're actually biblical um and and so and so that's kind of what I wanted to like how what's a proper christian response to everything that's happening i'm talking about the the covid pandemic the q the um the pedo pizza gate stuff that's happening um you know the 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 left right paradigm of you know red versus blue states the whole uh, all of that stuff what you know the vaccines that come attached to the possibility of the COVID, you know, repair or, or, or answer, the 5G, the what? A, what's a Christian response to all that? And some of you that are listening may even, some of the things I even said may be even confusing to you because you may, may not have even heard much about 5G or the New World Order and the vaccine plan to implement the Mark of the Beast and all of that kind of stuff. And is it really going to happen? And so, um, and we're talking even alien disclosure has happened we've had alien disclosure from the federal government in the month of May it happened Yeah. so this isn't fringe anymore it's literally mainstream talking points and what's the Christians response to all this how are we to handle this stuff what are we to do and so I just wanted to talk about those things a little bit and I wanted to give a couple examples first and then we can kind of start unpacking so you guys cool with that Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so Instagram. Um a lot of people listening will understand and recognize this account. It's a, an account called Educating Liberals. And um it it was this guy, uh, his name is Dylan, and um recently he basically abandoned everything that he was like he was like the biggest QAnon supporter and promoter um on on Inst- on Instagram. I mean, he was, he had hundreds of thousands of followers, maybe even a million. I don't know. Um, And he just all day long would post on QAnon and he was, he was, he's quick witted guy. He's smart. um, He's very, um, you know, he's got, he's sassy, (laughs) but uh, uh, just recently, as recently as like the last month or so, he changed his instagram tag he's now he's no longer educating liberals he calls out q and i saw i guess it was last week he actually said hey q if you confess jesus christ as lord i have no problem supporting you but where do you stand on this and and there was it was crickets QAnon didn't respond to that whatsoever so he's basically saying it's a cult it's it's he's it's a fraud, all this stuff. And um, so it brings up a lot of questions because the QAnon movement has driven a lot of conservative people, many whom which are Christians, to begin to embrace certain things that are pretty crazy. Mm. You know, um, we talked about this on Can You Trust The Plan? We did an episode on Can You Trust The Plan? So if you're not familiar with QAnon and you wanna know a little bit more, we had a guest, John Brisson on, who's amazing. And we talked about Can You Trust The Plan? Which is, a, which is a talking point for the QAnon movement. Just trust the plan. Just trust the plan. And the plan is is that they're going to overthrow the deep state and they're going to reset the... You know, the Federal Reserve is going to be gone. They're going to in, install the Nisara Gisara government and um, all that good stuff. And yeah. all the pedos are going to be thrown in jail. Trump's the savior. Blah, blah, blah. So um, it's that QAnon movement has led a lot of conservative voters and christian republicans into an area of the internet that they wouldn't have normally gone they would have normally just kind of kept stay back and watch their fox news and their mark levin yeah. who's, who's awesome yeah. um but they would have watched that and they just would have um they would have been happy and they would have voted for trump regardless but now this happened and it's a big 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 movement in fact, just this week, President Trump was questioned by mainstream media, by, by uh, yeah. CNN, I believe it was, asked him about the QAnon movement. Does he support it? Does he believe in it? And there's speculation on what is the Q movement? Who is behind it? And you and I, Rosie, we were texting uh, last, What was it a couple of days ago? Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had one of those duh moments where I was like, I think it, I was driving to work and I was thinking about the Q movement. And just like kind of origin stuff. And I was like, what if, so in my mind, I was like, what if Trump, he's so, he so hates the, the media and fake news, fake news, fake news. What if he created Q as himself, as a way to get out information about himself that makes him look good that he would never get from the mainstream media because they hate him so much. What if Q was actually started by Trump? And you're like, yeah, that's been like the original thought for the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So I'm a little slow on the on the uptake here. <laughs> but uh but anyways, so um I wanted to just talk about that for a minute because there's a lot of stuff happening now. We're QAnon and this is the other thing, like I'm seeing these people rise up Instagram fame like instantly. Like we're talking like the surge of followers that happen, it's overnight. Um, there was a woman. Uh, she's this chick. She's um, she's like a she was like a yoga instructor or something like that, and Cristalini or something like that's her name, yeah. Cristini or something like that. I don't know. You've probably seen her. She did this one one like Instagram, um, you know, video, and she basically was calling out, you know, the 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 Democrats or something, you know, and 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 it got traction, and then all of a sudden overnight she blew up, and now she's like you know a spokesperson for Q. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think I saw her on Twitter. Yeah, it was one of those things. Yeah, I, I feel like oh, I mm-hmm. saw one of these that was like she posted some TikTok and she looks like a straight, like, I hate men, like, oh. feminist. Oh.
0: No, no, this, this,
2: like this purple. I, I mean, this, well, I saw one that she had like purple hair. She was <laughs> like a, it was like a TikTok thing. Oh. And it got spread. And then this girl. Like literally overnight, she was like, "Hey, it'd be really cool if I hit like 500 followers." <laughs> and then, like literally, like you can see all the posts. Yeah. And then, like within like six hours of that, she's like, "Well, wow, I can't believe I hit 25,000." Mm. And like all the Q people with like the stars and their user like yeah. on their handles, they're like, "Where we're we with go, you. where we're we go you. one, yeah. we go all the W,
0: yeah, W W G whatever, yeah." yeah.
2: So yeah, these people are getting. They say like one thing and yeah, and then it goes. It's a
0: full, it's a fully loyal community. I will give them that. Yeah. Like they, but you can't, you cannot criticize Trump, yeah. in that community. You can't say one thing. You can't bad.
1: question anything. Right. You cannot question anything. Otherwise, you are pounced on, and all you're doing is you're like, but what about this? Even for clarity, and everyone's like, Q said this, and we'll just directly quote Q, instead of. Like you can even pull sources of like, but what about this thing that's happening? What about this thing that just got enacted? Like, what about this? Does not matter. Like it's five D chess or whatever, and it's right. like, it's optics. It's all part of the plan. And I'm like, hold on a second. But we can ask about valid concerns. And with Dylan, he was asked. He was actually questioning a lot of the um, Bible verses and the um, the scripture that was being touted all the time by the Q followers and he was like but what about this this doesn't really line up also like this is starting to sound a little bit new agey and a little bit Luciferian as far Mm -hmm. as like the light coming out but never referencing Jesus Christ
3: Mm -hmm. and basically
1: saying we are the saviors or Trump is the savior but never actually acknowledging Jesus as savior so yeah sure Trump can say Jesus but that doesn't mean that Q and Trump are for him Also, if you know who Trump, his old pastor, Norman Vincent Peale. Do you guys know anybody about
3: about
1: him? So if you start digging a little bit, you will see that Christianity is being used heavily in order to pull in a lot of people. But you cannot question it because it ends up just making you... Yeah, can you hear?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all you might right.
1: Need to, you might need to cut a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think somebody trips. Um, as far as like any questions, it doesn't. It doesn't. You don't have the opportunity to be like discernment and like having a bad feeling about something, and then being able to go and search for more evidence. It doesn't always lead to other people agreeing it's like it's almost like a blind trust in one direction but the problem that I was beginning to see with it was how culty it was beginning to feel um and like you weren't yeah. able to uh you weren't able to question things without getting like ejected from the group
3: mm-hmm. or
1: like being pounced on by a bunch of people and we all had to be like staying together and not be a shill and Q said this was coming and yeah. And I'm like, hold on a second, we can have concerns, like, there's a lot of concerning stuff going on, and as a believer who's trying to make the Bible and the Word of God, like, their main focus, like, it makes sense that Dylan would start to question some of these things, but then the moment that he does that, everyone turns on him instead of acknowledging, hey, yeah, let's address this together, let's go in and talk about this passage of Scripture together that is really concerning, and so that was I was following along along with that whole thing for a while and it was just very eye-opening um to see people's reactions to him um but Turner I was going to ask you um do you know anything about Luciferianism versus Satanism and what they the, the the darkness and then the light um how they're like the two sides of the same coin do you have any background on that
0: I mean, you know, when I think of Luciferianism and Satanism, I think of them as one and the same. Um, for me, that that's, I just think s- Satanism is probably the more um, outward and presented, um, structured, it's a church, you know, it's the church of Satan, right? You know, it's like a, a cultic practice.
2: Yeah, well, I was going to say, I don't know um, a ton about all this stuff but i know yeah. that there's different versions of it and there's different sects of mm-hmm. satanism so you have like uh the one that anton LaVey started here in like the 60s mm-hmm. which is like the church of satan mm-hmm. and um yeah yeah there there's there's different stuff like even within people that call themselves satanists there's different because they're not a, there's that's the formal church right which teaches one specific thing which is you know like do as thou wilt is the highest law of the land or whatever like that, and um, I as far as I understand, I don't think like there's uh, I won't say specifics because I don't want to tie it and be incorrect. Um, like some people worship like Lucifer, like what they believe is the the, the... the light the the
0: the enlightened one. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and yeah. like as he was the first free thinker, and you know like he was trying to save you know like right. this from this regressive, you know, patriarchal guy and whatever like that. And then there's other people that like would call themselves satanist that like don't actually believe a real figure yeah. because if you believe yeah. in Satan, that's taken in... from the Christian right. version. So right. there's some people that are like that. So it is that, is that kind of like what you're digging at?
1: That's kind of what I'm uh, a question about was Luciferianism is trying to be almost like the enlightened like reaching stages of enlightenment the reaching stages of illumination of thought Prometheus bringing fire and knowledge yeah. and um, like trying to reach that ascended height and so that's what I've seen in kind of new age and occultism mm-hmm. is um, people can be involved in what either side of them um, but with when I was following along with it, a lot of the different dark to light terminology was starting to sound a lot just like illumination, yeah. enlightenment, reaching higher knowledge. Um, but it wasn't the same it was very different than the gospel. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So the yeah. other
0: the other thing too is I think is sorry, do you mean to cut you off. No go ahead. Oh, um I think that a lot of this the movement itself, the Q movement itself, it. Um, I think it lulls people to sleep. Hmm. It keeps them from and in, being inactive. Like well, they're yeah. like, just trust the plan. It's going to play out. All you're gonna, you watch. It's going to happen. Don't be active, but watch.
2: I think yeah, and this was one of the things that um, I have a couple of thoughts that I just wanted to pop in here before because I think <laughs> Rachel's leading up to something that before we get going on a good thing. Yeah, um, I wanted to say. Uh, well, first of all. I think it's very important to keep in mind um, I saw someone tweet about this and I was like oh my gosh yeah it's perfect how they just put it is think about the origins of this and so a lot of people are probably which is it's making me very cringe and it's like a <laughs> a world that I never ever 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 would have thought was possible is like literally and I'm I'm not gonna say this my you know and I'm just gonna use this like meme talk right. is like seeing all these boomers like going on 4chan like that's so to remember like 4chan that's kind of miraculous y- yeah but <laughs> I mean, like so for I, real yeah i remember like i grew up on the internet i'm that weird age and i was like a nerd and i was into all this stuff and like when i found 4chan, like early middle school like in the i've been around you know the call me like an old fag and stuff like that. You know, like I've been years and years, decades on this thing. And it literally is like the worst place ever. And it was just like for misfits that like had a really messed up sense of humor. And we would just joke about everything and everything would get posted. And there's like terrible stuff, like stuff, you know, (laughs) people always say like, you know, you'll see stuff that you can never unsee, you know, like literally the worst people would go there and just it, you know, That's how it always was. They called it like the butthole of the internet, (laughs) the worst place ever. Right. (laughs) And it's true. Like when I say literally everything's been posted on there, there's been lawsuits. There's all kinds of crazy, crazy bad stuff that's been posted there. People confess to murders on there. You know, like there's insane stuff, insane stuff. And that's where this move, that's where Q decided to start posting. Was it 4chan? Was on 4chan. So you got to <laughs> think about that. And then, so that's, there's, and there's different sub, so you know, typically there's one board, the, the B random board where like that kind of stuff happened. And then you look at the other board where I think Q first started was on their poll, mm. political board, mm-hmm. which if you ask like anybody now who's like anything, they'll say, that's a, oh, that's a neo-Nazi like website because they're posting stuff again, about super, super far right, like straight Nazi stuff. So this is the website, you know, <laughs> and I don't want to throw, you know, I'm not, I'm neither of those things. I'm just saying this is, you know, that's the internet. That's right. how the internet kind of is because they, they just didn't have any censorship. It was kind of
0: the wild west of internet. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, that's, so, that's a great point
2: though. So I just look at this stuff and I'm like, oh, my 65-year-old aunt <laughs> is posting stuff or talking about going on 4chan. And then after they got kicked off 4chan, they migrated, their queue migrated to 8chan, Mm -hmm. which was started, 8chan was started, because 4chan wasn't lenient, because basically they became one of the most popular websites on the internet. And the FBI, like all kinds, there's so much stuff, like some of the reasons I've said, when you get away with literally being able to post whatever you want, there's a lot of illegal stuff that gets posted. So, government agencies start watching that and stuff. So, anyway, 8chan started up for stuff when it it didn't have US servers. So, literally anything again. That so was the, like in the last, what, year, two years? I think it was starting like 2015. Was early. it, that, was it yeah, that long ago? It was a while ago. Right. So, you know, five, six years ago, if not more. And that's where H, so that's where Q was really posting. So, that's where all these other people. So, it's just really funny, is. Yeah. I think it's important to have some context when you think about the origins of where some of this stuff might take place. Yeah. So I just think or, that that's an important point. That how many how many Q followers do you think actually know
0: that part of it? Oh, and probably how, most of them. You think? Yeah. You think most of them know? I, that,
1: I was just going to say there's a there's a group that on Facebook where somebody there's like a couple people who are actually taking the screenshots or posting the content and then everyone else is like analyzing it. So there's groups that are like that where only a few people are actually on it, but there's like, I mean, yeah, boomers, exactly like 60 something year old men and women, grandmas and grandpas who are on there all hashing it out. And I'm just like, who added me to this group? <laughs> However, it is nice to see the that side of it and see what's being talked about because a, there's a lot of good stuff that's being yeah. revealed. Like, there's a lot of good documents that people are now aware of that they would not have been before. Yeah. On the other hand, though, you have an, a very powerful cult like following when you put QAnon on national news and be like, we're going to start censoring it. Because then, of course, all of the Trump supporters are like, oh, I guess this means it's a good thing and we need to go start, you know, yeah. getting into it.
2: It validates it. Yeah. And
1: basically, it was not censored it's being broadcasted
2: yeah it's the Streisand effect Mm -hmm. uh, which is is if you don't want something you publicize making such a big deal about censoring it that everyone now all of a sudden starts going and looking at into it because if it's oh Twitter's banning it it must be something I just want to say one other thing that was you brought up about that educating liberal Dylan guy whatever Um, I'm not very active on Instagram at all I just post pictures of my cats and stuff right Um, but uh, it, it's always interesting that, like what you said that, and that was one of the things I remember talking early on. It's like, I don't know if I believe in this stuff, but I think it's a good, I was saying this like four years ago when it first started, mm-hmm. so a different perspective. And I'm like, that's really cool that it's getting people to research stuff that they wouldn't research and learn skills and like learn how to do Certain techniques, or mm-hmm. you know, to find information to dig, to dig, yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, that's yeah, really go good, somewhere Google. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but I was gonna say it so, in the same token, and this is kind of like what a cult thing is, is like uh, more or less, I, I was gonna say, like a full on cult, probably, uh, yeah, okay. So, like, a new, like, you go to a new age cult, right? And, uh, you know, I'm thinking of like some. Um, Buddhist or um, offspring of some kind of new agey thing Mm -hmm. and the whole thing is like you come here you listen here you're going to expand your mind you're going to have this more you know do some LSD and like you're going to change the way you think and like you're going to be so more open in your brain right you're going to be a more free thinker Enlightened. enlightened but at the same time you can't question it so you can only be open minded to the point that we can close it You can only be open-minded about these specific things. So that's the whole thing about, like, with that guy, where he's, like, questioning stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, like, do your own research. Do your own research. And then he's like, well, okay, what about this? And they're like, you can't talk about that. So it's very interesting. It's like this um, contradictory thing that always happens is, you know, open your mind, you know. that's Well, that's a tactic to... Like cultic
0: tactics yeah. are open your mind, but it's basically open your mind to this lane right.
2: and don't leave that lane. Right. You stay here. Uh, right. That's basically which is it's more confining than if you just were to think about that. So I mean, I, I just think that's an important thing when you see stuff like that, where it's like, you no, know, we want you to be independent researchers and you're going to find all this stuff on your own, but at the same time you can't question these tenants. Um. So you're right. only open. You
1: can question the leaders. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't. And, well we leaders.
0: don't even know who the leaders are. That's the crazy thing about it, about yeah. the Q movement is we can't pin one person organization or group. Yeah. Even.
2: And I do want to say full disclosure, I have been quoted by Q before on stuff. <laughs> so don't throw me under the bus, but I do want to say full disclosure.
0: He yeah. quoted one of my things. So who did? Q Oh Qon put in one of your uh, in one of his Q, yeah, Q drops. Yeah,
2: yeah, he put me in there. Awesome. Which was very weird. It is weird, but um,
0: yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, man. So, (laughs) I want to move on though. Yeah. Because that I I wanted to set that up. So, so the QAnon is to summarize the QAnon movement is actually leading people into uh, fringe. Without, I think it's a byproduct of it. It's
2: normalizing stuff that used to be fringe.
0: And then, within the church, I'm seeing some crazy stuff. As well, so they're kind of running parallel.
2: Well, I think they're the best way to put it is they're symptoms of an underlying di- disease or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Or how about disease? Oh, there, there you go. Disease. So these are symptoms that are necessary. So Q is not the problem. Right. It's a symptom of something deeper. I think is a good way well, to put it.
0: So what I'm seeing, but this is what I'm seeing in the church, and yeah. is I'm seeing the mixing of the two. So I'm seeing huge Q support from really conservative, strong Christians, typically, and they are like um, just really. I don't know how to. They're marrying the two, and they're spiritual. Mm-hmm. They're spiritualizing the movement, the Q movement, and it's almost like an extension of the church in some in some of their minds. Like this is going to have to happen, and they'll say, and if you call a Christian out and say you know, Trump, you're equating Trump as being like the Savior, and they're like no, no, he's not, he's not the Savior but God's using him and so I just acknowledge that God's using him the same way that he would use David or he would he used, you know, King Solomon or whatever, not a perfect man and yeah, okay, great but there I've, you know, and historically (laughs) the church has been elevating Christ and that's been the main thing so here's something that I found so I just want to play an audio clip for you that I pulled um, from. So, so uh, <laughs> I'll let you listen to it, and you'll understand why I'm putting this connected to the church in queue,
2: all on the same boat well, on this clip. Just say this is this is from a Christian one, like a Christian show. Yeah, it's from a Christian show. It has nothing to do with what we just talked about. What just just listen Uh, listen.
0: this election
3: this election is coming up it's so important because of our justice our justice system and and what will happen is jesus said as a sign he said uh, roe versus wade will be overturned and he said that will be a sign and he said within one hour of it being overturned a curse will be lifted off our
0: nation and he said you'll feel it in an hour He said, because there's a curse on our nation because of that. He he said, these things will start flipping and overturning. There'll be indictments. There'll be indictments all the time being announced. And people will go to jail that you never thought could go to jail. That's what's going to happen if we pray. Will it happen to... All right. (laughs) He might recognize that voice. That was uh, Sid Roth. That was the the show. The person speaking who was actually um, prophesying... Uh, that Jesus took him up into heaven and showed him six different things that were going to happen over the course of about 11 years. I listened to the whole thing. It's about a 45 minute interview. The guy's name is Kevin Zadia. Z-A-D-A-I. So I don't know how you pronounce that. Zadia. Uh, Zadia, maybe. But uh, he literally made a prophetic utterance there. He said, God, Jesus said, Roe versus Wade would be overturned. And yeah, I want that. And this is the funny thing, is that the qanon movement the stuff that they say is going to happen would be amazing it would be amazing if all the pedos would be thrown in jail it'd be amazing if they'd reset the gold standard and get rid of the federal reserve it'd be amazing if the irs was destroyed it'd be you know all of these things would be amazing they're not going to happen i'm sorry they're not going to happen this the country is not it wouldn't withstand that those radical changes it would be like an earthquake it would just crack apart our nation it just can't function that way and 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 we know like we know why just go back and listen to our you know um freemason uh, origins of our nation <laughs> but uh but when i see things like that happening and you know what was he what was the prophecy being given there it was about the justice system of america and justice in America and it was all this intertwining all that do you do you guys really believe honestly do you guys really believe that Jesus is that concerned for America
1: I'm pretty sure that he is not America first right I'm pretty sure he's also not Israel first either (laughs) Um,
0: well wait you gotta gotta explain that a little bit
1: so he, if you go into the words um, and he, he talks about Abraham's seed he's talking about Jesus he's talking about how Jesus and the people who believe in Jesus are going to be the new family the new basically the, the new Israel not so much somebody with a bloodline from Israel um, and the founding fathers who founded our country weren't exactly super, super strong Christians. Yes, they founded the country on strong Christian values, but not explicitly Christian. So, and Christianity has not exactly been... Like, yes, it was used in the judicial system, and yes, it was used a lot in schools and whatnot, up to a point, but it's not, especially lately, it has not been... Very, um, it's not been honored. And yeah. so Christianity is eventually going to be the thing that everyone is hating. But America is not the thing that's going to be promoting Christianity at the end. Like yeah. everyone's going to turn against right. believers. Um, but yeah, like God is not here for a specific, like Jesus isn't here for a specific country over another country. Like he's, there's neither Jew or Greek, there's neither. Slave nor right. free there's any male or female um, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at is those lines of division are not going to be the things that are keeping us in a like our our standing in, in him is based off of our salvation not so much our country or our status and or
0: our political party
1: yeah so that, is, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting yeah, at
0: yeah because that's what I was hearing was just like jesus is a republican we're gonna now roe versus wade i want that to happen that is a a horrible sin in our in our history of our nation it is horrible yeah
2: Mm i i was gonna say i have um yeah so i think our judicial system is like a perfect example of something that was based on biblical values and um it was you know and i do think a long time ago yeah yeah and i do think that the again, even though we talked about the founding of America, it's not Christian. I think it was a Christian nation. It became a Christian nation because Christians were here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the Puritans came here to, to found. So there were Christians, a lot of Christians. It was a Christian nation. Yeah. When it was founded on Christian values, but not necessarily maybe like the, Gov- you know the, the yeah. founders weren't necessarily christians but th- the rest of the country was
0: you know what i mean yeah it was the predominant
2: religion yeah, of so, you know
0: it was a, the western <clears throat> or the well
2: european yeah. world so i think <clears throat> that uh we did um <laughs> i don't want to say like uh like jesus was white and he was yeah. you know an american and stuff like that but i think the reason that we prospered in such a amazing way like unlike any other empire um in the face of the earth and we have the best form it's not it's not the, the ideal form of government it, no no, it's not the best perfect form of government but it's the best that's ever been invented it's ever been put into place yeah here in america it's an
0: adaptation come. of the roman senate system and all yeah that, but it's, you be- know. it's better like we yeah. did
2: it better than them um and i think for those reasons when we as a nation, did stay close to God, we were blessed. Like, I mean, and again, Mm -hmm. think about it. A bunch of farmers came over here like, straight up made the most, like, this crazy wild land of nothing. You know what I mean? Like, when they went west, like, people they, they didn't even know. They're just like, it's it's unfathomable to think about like how badass these dudes were like they're they're like we're just going to get a bunch of horses and there's going to be 50 of us and we might all die and we'll never go anywhere but we're just going to go that way right and we're just going to go and we're going to brave whatever and then we'll just you know we don't even know what we're looking for but when we find something we're just going to stop
0: right you know what so I mean? So we'll, we'll we'll climb mountains, cross so they just rivers, conquer all this just, stuff, yeah. And yeah. so these dudes, fight off buffalo and
2: yeah. And you know there was good Christians. So I think I mean just to think of that, and then we took on the most powerful empire prior to that. You know, the British Empire, like was levels of you know the Roman Empire. The British right, it was right. a huge, and, and we beat them. You know, these farmers and like people like that. So I mean, I'm just setting that up to say. You know I do think that we were blessed when we stayed close to Christian values and it, much mm-hmm. in the same way I think it's in Romans um, where Paul talks about maybe I talked about this before I, I feel like I have that God can turn his back he, t- he says he God will like turn his back on a nation and then all these things happen mm-hmm.
0: well, like, he talks or, about how like he'll blind he'll he'll harden their hearts and then sends them a powerful delusion well, and, I don't
2: and, I don't think Yes, but I can't think of the one exactly where it says basically like all these people start doing all this stuff. And then God basically is like, well, you don't want me. Fine. I'm just going to leave. And just gives them over. Mm-hmm. And gives them. And mm-hmm. gives them yeah. and so that's the, that's the curse of God is he literally just gives them over to what. And, you know, that happened. Uh, the Babel story. <laughs> you know, that's the right. whole thing. Every, hey, you don't want to worship me? All right, cool. Whatever. Every 70 years in, in, yeah. in Israel, you know. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I was going to say. So I think. That's very true that we were founded, you know, and I don't, I just don't like crapping on America that much, even though we do deserve it at times. But I do think... Well, I wasn't crapping
0: I, on America. What I was <laughs> crapping on was I was really taking aim at the church. Right. This prophet who's yeah. saying Jesus took him up into heaven, and he, and all of these prophecies that he had were connected to America. Yeah. And it just felt like when i was listening to this guy's prophecies it felt like he was he would be a guy that would follow all these q pages and and was all on board
2: yeah well i mean sealed indictments and stuff like that that's why i was setting it up Uh, well
0: he talks about in this thing about bar we need to pray for william Barr, and you know you know that guy's history if you look into it he's a little shady yeah you know what i mean
2: yeah but yeah I, I, i was just trying to make a point that i think uh we were blessed at a point and i th- so my my release yeah. because we were talking about that i just want to make my point clear is i think we were blessed by god i think god used us to do a lot of good in the world yeah. america oh, a- yeah, yeah allowed us to prosper in such a way and i do believe and mostly mainly because roe versus wade the abortion i do so i i kind of jive with that is well uh, i hope it's
0: true I pray it's true. Well, I want
2: it to I be true. I could
1: see that. Like, that is literally a child sacrifice. Right. So, of course, whatever God that they are trying to worship in that it uh, ritual, I mean, essentially, people don't realize that they're undertaking that, but that is kind of what it is. Well,
0: just last week, the, the Sa- Church of Satan, they said that they wanted to be able to uh, have abortions uh, without the delay period. You know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to have like a certain waiting period at certain states, like a 15 day or whatever, you know. Um, and they but said, they
3: wanna it, Yeah. Well,
0: they said for a re- religious exemption. They're basically mm-hmm. using the religious exemption in the same way that we were, that believers were using it to help delay the abortion. They were using it to speed it up and so that they could do it. And they said that they literally said in their, one of their talking points, it's a, re- it's a, rit- a religious ritual for us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, I mean,. And when you when you think about stuff like that, um, uh, I don't want to get too fed posty, start saying things that will come back to haunt me. Um, uh, but I mean, so when when, when to take a step back, you know, that means that this is, this is what they're saying is we're intentionally getting pregnant. Oh,
1: Because yeah. when they're saying we're just oh, yeah. ritual to kill the baby.
2: We're we're we are getting pregnant. We're having people getting pregnant for this sole purpose of killing that baby. It's not a, oh, you know, like someone that just happens to be a church of saint And because we're totally, we're into weird sex stuff. One of us happens to get pregnant and, you know, do as I will, you know, you're th- you know, right. that thing, th- they should be able to go have a baby, not have to worry about the Christians up. No, that's not what it means. It means that these people are getting pregnant intentionally to get a baby to kill. Mm-hmm. So you have to read between stuff like that. Well, they actually
0: said it. (laughs) You don't even have to read between. That was actually one of their... They literally said that in their press release. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I couldn't believe that they would actually admit that, but they were like, no, it's part of our religious practice.
1: And somehow everyone is just so asleep to the fact that that is horribly wrong, like the infiltration of moral relativism and, you know, when is a human being a human being... Right. and all that kind of the arguments that come into that like even it's hard for me to watch because even Christians don't want to tread on that because you don't want to be insensitive to maybe somebody's past or a mistake that they made in the past but also you know you just don't know where the person has been but you also need to be able to call what's wrong wrong yeah. no matter what um, and America is not going to be the thing that saved the world yeah. Um Israel is not going to be the thing that saves the world. So one of those countries. What about Israel that not-
2: and America together? <laughs> <laughs> That'll save the world. Not America, <laughs> not Israel, America and Israel. A miracle. A miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go, keep going.
1: But it's when you are so behind an institution like that, that you forget that it's God through the church and through believers changing the world by revealing himself to them, and also you're out there winning people over to the Lord. Like, that is literally what's going to be changing the world, but the world is not going to like that. Right. And we're not supposed to ascribe to just one country as being our savior. Like, hey, we're in America, so we're safe, because as as of right now, we can sort of practice our religious freedoms. And But no, eventually it's going to get to a point where you can't do that at all. So oh. you can't just say you know, America is the last hope of the world. Cause it's not right. Um, uh, and we're supposed to come out of her, my people anyway. So,
2: yeah, I was going to say, didn't we do a whole episode on what the future of the church is going to look like? Mm-hmm. Did we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did the future of the church. Yeah. And it's not going to be, um, big mega churches here in America.
0: Institutionalized. No, it's, it's going to be a little, uh, it's going to be what we've been doing for the past three months. Home for groups. the for the most part yeah. yeah you know um smaller communities of real authentic faith serving and loving one another protecting helping each other um the spiritual gifts will rise up within those communities and the leaders those that are called to be pastors teachers will rise up within them and they'll just naturally supernaturally take their places um that's what i see happening
2: yeah but i was going to say yeah. that's very not american
0: no, totally not. Which American. is corporate is American. Yes. So we gotta corporatize the church, man. We gotta have we gotta have CEOs of the church and we gotta have a board <laughs> and we gotta have, you know, retirement retirement plans and we gotta have the whole hey man, you and you gotta tithe ten percent. You gotta tithe ten percent. Like that's the starting point. Yeah. Right? Like that's the that's the message. Yeah. Um
2: But my point is that. um, Otherwise, they can't pay for their
0: thirty million dollar building. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, sorry.
2: You mean ski lodge? The the thirty million dollars. They gotta subsidize the coffee, man. Um, But no, my whole (laughs) my whole point is that yeah, it's American. The American church is going to adopt with the rest of pretty much the rest of the world's church, the non-Western world's church. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chi- we're going
2: to take their form of like what Christians in Nairobi or, you know, uh, 99% of the rest of the world, yeah. literally.
0: Yeah. The other the <laughs> the other 900 million people that that worship Jesus yeah. in the world because there's probably 100 million Christians authentic here in the United States.
2: 100 million, you know there's three that's a third in the that's a third of the population. Yeah,
0: I think it probably it it could it could reach a third. I think I think on a good day.
2: You're right. <laughs> How's their grace that day, right? Is that the grace? Um, sorry.
0: Well, speaking of can churches meet, this is the other thing that I was going to bring up as well. Right. And I know I know we're going to like 50 minutes here, but this has been a good conversation. Yeah, let's keep going. So uh, in California, and I'm working on getting a pastor to come on and, and talk to us a little bit about, mm-hmm. since we're on the East Coast, we don't really... You know, know how that feels out there right now yeah. but i've got some good friends that are pastors in california uh, i just want to tip my hat to john MacArthur. like the dude is just straight up like like the dude's on fire like i don't know i just give him props the guy he wrote a an amazing letter with his elders to the government, to Governor Newsom and his staff in California basically, and he basically said, hey, we serve Jesus, that's who we answer to, which is a higher authority than you. And the Bible, which Jesus gave us, told us that we are not to forsake the gathering together. So we're gonna continue to meet and you can't stop us. It's our constitutional right, we've been given this and God ordained it, it's going to happen. And so the governor, um, it was cringy there for a minute. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I was watching Twitter, and I was sad to watch pastors um, voicing disapproval of that stance. And that Sunday came around, and uh, he had a full church service tent. He did two services and a tent out back. He had over ten thousand people <laughs> in his services, and and you may have saw on on on, you know, the, the Instagrams and the social medias where he opened up and he said, welcome to our, our, uh, peaceful protest yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. he, because we're allowed to protest, but not allowed to go to church. But, um, I did see that today there was a restraining order, um, uh, that was placed against him. So today being Sunday, the 16th of August that he was, there was a restraining order placed against him. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for him. I doubt he'll back down, given his stance so far. Um, there was another pastor of a Calvary Chapel church in Southern California. Um, probably The church was probably around two, two to 3,000 people, I think. And um, he had a restraining order placed on him, and uh, he decided to meet anyways. He was told that there would be a $1,000 fine for a citation given to every person that came. Um, he had people visit from Colorado and um, other states that drove in just to go to church to support him. And, uh, and there was, they had such a full church that um, people that were regular attenders there were giving up their seats for visitors. Mm. And they had the strongest response to the gospel he's ever had. Um, it was amazing. And he just said, no, we're not gonna back down. And I watched his, his uh, Instagram post where he admitted He's like, look, I've got a restraining order placed on me. I'm going to meet. So he basically was telling the government officials, you know where to find me. Yeah. You know, and no citations were handed out and uh, he was not fined. So, you know, uh, it's like you stand up against the government. They kind of have to. You know, what are they going to do? They're going to arrest a thousand people, two thousand people, ten thousand people. They're not going to arrest ten thousand people. They, that would take the National Guard. That would take. Yeah. A huge move on their part.
2: Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, can you? Uh, there's, there's a few things. I mean, you got to think if they, if they uh, arrested John uh, MacArthur literally all the calvinists are gonna rise up <laughs> dude there's gonna be from no, they Germany dude. and dud they would be
0: they'd be like it's or it's sovereign <laughs> <laughs> it's sovereign <laughs> uh, it's god's will we can't stop it yeah um <laughs> right
2: um dude all the big bearded guys just drunk that would be off awesome auto, though just dude. pounding dude um all the brew the homebrews they they're make.
0: all they're all like they're all like repressed angry right they just no. want to preach the gospel angry they'd they'd storm those capital buildings dude, and they i
2: would be scared i mean i'd be in line with them dude yeah heck yeah no i mean no i would never <laughs> join anything that would uh do that i would not i would support i would retweet your, stuff i would uh, <laughs> like stuff um hey dude remember we're we're
0: right below cultish on <laughs> kahi coffee's site so we're like they're we're in their camp baby yeah Jeff Jeff Durbin, man. Yeah, but he's, I'm just trying to. Beast, I just want the
2: government to listen and hear this. Right. That I would never, ever, advocate doing anything that is breaking the law. <laughs> I would never take part in anything like that. Um, Rachel would. She would incite us. Just incited her right now.
0: Yeah.
1: You know me.
2: Um, <laughs> but do you have, do you have something else or? Uh, uh go ahead. Because so, I was gonna say Rachel. Um, the well the, the the instagram stuff i want to
1: oh yeah i don't know how to so, segue. totally
2: why didn't you yeah
1: because you had all of your bullet points and i literally just have these instagram responses that are really solid but <laughs> so the other day i put out on my stories um okay everybody what are your thoughts no wrong answers what are your thoughts on 2020 and all of the conspiracies and all of the red pills and um, what is your take on red, uh, dark to light? And like, as a believer, like, how are you, how are you processing all of those things? And what's your take on that stuff?
2: Can I can I just say something before you start that blew me away? Because um, you were sharing them with us in the group chat is literally just because you said dark to light. There's so many like these responses are amazing, and they I felt super convicted because I'm nowhere close to some of these or <laughs> eloquently. Wording them, but it just blew me away that everyone knew, um, dark to light in the exact context that we met. I just was really blown away by that. Just, just that phrase. People just knew exactly what it like.
0: Rosie, the reason you were blown away is because you need to lay off some of that
2: smoking that
4: sticky, sticky green stuff.
2: Hey, man, <laughs> the the Lord put it in the earth. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I had to work it in.
0: I'm yeah, sorry. no, that was
2: great. I had to work it in. Yeah, no, yeah. it's all natural, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. All I right. just wanted to say that I was really impressed that I didn't I didn't think a lot of people as many people resonated with just the term dark to light, and I didn't think yeah. ab- that much about it, and I, it just really blew me away. So yeah, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that before you get into these.
1: That's all good. No, I'm going to start reading some of the responses because they are really solid, and it's kind of a a wide variety of them. But um, So here's one. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Dark to light only happens when you believe on Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. There is so much scripture telling us to stay away from the rabbit holes of the darkness of Satan. Q is a deception and a distraction. (sighs) People like to use Ephesians 5.11, and then they forget what verse 12 says, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. Also, Revelation chapter 2, it talks about Jezebel with seducing prophetess, etc. Then it finishes with this, But to the rest of you in Thyatira who do not hold to this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, do not. I do not lay on you any other burden, who have not learned what some of the deep things of Satan, deep things of Satan, are the rabbit holes Q put people in. So I like, can definitely attest to that.
0: Is that like the synagogue of Satan? Doesn't it reference that too, Revelation?
1: Uh, Revelation 2 also uh, talks about the, Jews who call themselves Jews but are actually the synagogue of Satan
3: mm. um
1: but the deep things of Satan uh, a lot of the dark stuff even if you're exposing it you're supposed to take no part in it um and I think that that's something that you can get so burdened down with especially as a mom with all this stuff that was coming out um just recently and a lot of people were following it and getting exposed to a uh, pizza gate for the first time mm-hmm. um a few months ago when all of the Wayfair stuff was happening, so many people <laughs> were telling me that they just could not, like, they would go down rabbit holes on social media and ha- be having anxiety and being, like, sobbing and paralyzed for weeks just thinking about all this stuff and then that's where it's hard when you're a believer who is waking up for the first time and you don't know how to discern what what's true but then also how much is too much to take in right now.
0: Yeah. Dude, the moms jumped on the Pizzagate like I've never seen. Mm-hmm. The The moms became an army. I mean, there were people talking about Pizzagate for years. And it was just pushed under. Oh, that's crazy. You're crazy. And all of a sudden, something happened. Wayfair happens. There's a pedo. You know, Epstein gets arrested. Then... Then Gazguzeli, whatever her name is, Jazeel. I don't know. How do you say her name? What's her name?
2: Gizlane.
0: Gislaine. Yeah, it's just disgusting. Uh, <laughs> she gets arrested, and all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, this is real. And all of these moms came out of the woodwork, and they started, like, researching this stuff, and they were incited because they're mama bears, man. They're like, do not mm-hmm. touch my kid like you get away mm-hmm. and now it's mm-hmm. coming out man we had like uh, i saw last week it was like this these troll dolls that have like a button right yeah. where the. and i saw um uh who was the the chick that kind of like blew that out um i forget her name but uh i follow her on instagram and, and in her story she just po- showed it she's like oh, hey, my mm-hmm. daughter got this for her birthday and we happened to look at it and she pushed the button <laughs> And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my word. And that blew up, you know. Uh, Did you guys
1: see the other dolls that they have, like, the stripper and, the, like, the devil outfits <laughs> and the fishnet stockings when you put them in the cold water? I heard about that.
0: Yeah, I saw it's, it. Yeah. yeah. It's,
1: it's just... like, you know, from the brat doll family. Um, <laughs> pretty awful. But, like, who who does that to kids' stuff? Like, what kids are being desensitized to nowadays is should be alarming. Um it's almost like a form of grooming in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I was going to say oh, yeah. the weirdest thing about the cold water thing, that's what it is, right? You put them in cold water, they turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is this is what immediately where I went to is that that's so subversive when you think about like so just to take that as an example of something that you can point to that's like cuz it's not readily available. Well, here's the this is what I'm thinking. When is a kid gonna drop that into cold water right it's because if you take dolls to the bath like i took action figures and toys when i was little in the bath yeah uh my parents never put me you know i hope no one had to grow up taking really cold ice water baths right right um my, my parents didn't do that to me so i can't imagine where like why you would even put that in there you would hope like that seems like something that they would put just to say, like, <laughs> look what we did. No one's ever going to find it. Yeah,
0: they know. They know they're going to play with them in the tub, but they'll never be cold. Why would water. it be cold water? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what else? Well, what else did you get on your responses? You want some
1: more responses? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Please. So, another one is um, to me, the phrase "dark to light" is a nod to Bible believers, Luke twelve three, but meanwhile, all they're offering is the difference between Satanism and Luciferianism then they're quoting for false messiahs and false prophets shall arise and they shall show great signs and wonders so as to lead astray if possible even the chosen ones Matthew 24 24 there's so much deception going on right now so much hmm. um, another person says we are about to see the final deception unfold I think it's becoming increasingly clear to many believers even some of my friends who earlier in the year were following it IEQ and believing in it are starting to feel how in their spirit how off it is and then starting to learn more about how much the ideology ties in with narcissism, et cetera. Mm. The heartbreaking part will be seeing that some people we love who don't realize and keep on buying it. The final nail in the coffin for me that erased any doubt was seeing the kind of hatred and backlash that Dylan got. The reactions he got are the kind of reactions people who are steeped in idolatry have when their idol is confronted in some way. It showed me what a spiritual problem this is causing for so many. Mm. Um, another person says, I think, I keep thinking how 2020 represents dark to light, not in just the world perspective, but also in my personal life. I keep thinking about three scriptures that really caught my eye as I was reading and I've not stopped thinking for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks at the end and will not prove false. So it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and not delay. Habakkuk three, four. And for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told Habakkuk one, five and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. John 1, 5. Most people say this is a wasted year, but I think it's a year of growing, a year to realize we need to do better and be better, a year of repentance and revival. So in that way, yes, the church is kind of at a breaking point. Um, and a lot of people are being confronted with light persecution. Like yeah. not heavy yet, but it's going to be like the frog in the pot and the heat just keeps getting turned up and the frog doesn't know until it's much, much too late. Yeah. So what people are saying is not persecution, like churches being closed for your safety. They don't realize that slowly your freedoms are going to be taken away slowly for your safety. And they don't realize that's going to be the beginning of how easy it will be to, Persecute the church, um, i.e., take away the opportunities for us to worship in public and um, kind of take that opportunity away from believers to actually just freely practice the religion.
2: Well, it's not even that. So, we, oh. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's not even that slowly um, our freedoms are taken away from us. It's that we give them over. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's yep, the thing exactly. is. Um, Like, if a church... Like, John McCart... Like, that's a perfect example. He's like, no, we're not going to do it. And, like, he has to have a church body that, like, people are going to go. You know what I mean? Because what would it mean if, like, he said, we're going to open and nobody showed up? Right. You know what I mean? Well, then... Then it wouldn't... I mean... It would just be egg on his face for a little bit. Right. But, I mean... um, So, that's the thing is, like, we could have... Like, churches could have said... And there were churches. I remember in the beginning of it that they got arrested. There was pastors in like Louisiana where he's like, "I'm not closing. Yeah. I refuse to close," yeah. and he got arrested.
0: They also you know? but they did not get charged. Right, th- but I, that's a good thing.
2: Right, but you, all you do have to do, you see a couple of those th- stories, um, and you know. But that's the thing is, if the like, if the church, well, that's if, what
0: I was. I was kind of like thinking, like, what if, what if, like, our society just decided we're done. And all of a sudden they stripped off their masks and yes. they went back to work and they just decided we're not complying any longer.
2: Well, I mean, think about that. Like if a one church in particular around here, I'm thinking um, it can seat, you know, a or a big, there's a bunch of big mega churches around here, and they can seat, what, 3,000 people or something like that? Yeah. But think about, so I'm, I'm just saying, think about if everybody from that congregation was said, well, we can't go inside the building, you know, whatever, or, you know, they're not going to let us open the building. Why don't we just do it in the parking lot? Do you really think that the police are going to go there to a parking lot with, like, 3,000 people and say, you guys got to go home, we can't? So, I mean, They might
0: arrest a handful, they might threaten... Right, but I mean... They might try and shut it down. Yeah, but
2: I'm saying, like, if every church in America... that's my point. ...said... No, we're gonna still do this, and we're gonna like come arrest me, come come at me, bro. You know, right. like that thing. We need like, to
0: we need to do like a day of civil disobedience. No, I would never do. I would never no, advocate. We, we need to. We need to. Have that's a, Turner. That's not me. It's, FBI it's listening. Civil
2: disobedience. It's
0: not breaking the law. It's protesting. That's all it is. Dude, have a protest.
2: Yes, exactly. Inside a church. Yeah. Yeah. Bingo. No, but I, I just meant we're giving it away by when they say. Yeah, because if they can't do anything, if we there's more of us than there is them, yeah. right? That's exactly. My, that was my point.
0: There's a hundred thousand police officers in the United States, I think, somewhere like that. Yeah,
2: and most of the cops would, they be, would, they don't want to standing right there with yeah, us. Yeah, they
0: don't want to get involved in that. They yeah. feel the same way they do They think that this whole thing is a is a scam. They understand that there's a whole lot of power play happening here. To so so let's let, real talk for just a second i'm not you know we talk about politics and all that stuff and we've just been you know crapping on cue for the last hour but at the same time there is a real opposition to trump and the conservative movement by the mm-hmm. the left and they are politicizing this and pushing it on purpose so that they can crash the economy and blame trump for it like there, that's just not even a secret like anybody with half a brain knows that that's what's happening and um that's why they're permitting the protests to destroy and Antifa to do what they're doing. All those cities that are doing that are these Democrat-run liberal cities. Like it's not even, its it doesn't take rocket science to figure this out. Um, but if those hardworking Americans that would just say, we've had enough, no one can stop them. You think the stores that need their business, if people keep coming in without masks are gonna say no no you can't come in here you can't come in here they might do it for the first handful but when they realize that everyone in the parking lot took their mask off and is coming into shop they're gonna let them shop they need the business you know what i mean and we know from the the numbers that this thing is way inflated that it's not real in the sense of it's not real in the sense of the real numbers um we know that and even the who and the and the cdc are are reporting as much as i disrespect both those organizations right now because of how mismanaged they've been uh they're both saying that the masks aren't even needed so why are we wearing masks why won't the people just why won't the public just say we're done we're done is this some kind of mass experiment that we've all been having done to us and they're seeing who's going to comply and who's not going to comply and find out how far we can go is that
2: really what's happening? When you trade uh, freedom for security, you get neither. Right. So, just look at the airports after yeah.
0: 9/11. Yep. Right? You don't You can't wear shoes, you can't wear belts, you can't take, you know, liquids in more than an ounce. You know, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Cuz one guy put a bomb in his shoe. You know? Yeah. Yeah, retard. So, yeah. So back to Rachel. (laughs) That was a long. I'm sorry, but you know sometimes I gotta get it off my chest. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're not
1: they're not taking away our rights.
2: We're giving them up. Yeah.
1: There was there was a really long response. I won't read the whole thing because there was one lady who was really having a hard time with all of the information because she really did not know from all of the doom and gloom stuff to all of the America's going to be amazing and the whole world's going to be changed. Like, there was a huge spectrum of stuff that she was being exposed to. But she was, like, basically, on all of these truther accounts, And so she was worried that there were going to be helicopters, you know, tracking her down if she refused to do the contract tracing. She was, like, terrified that her husband would get hurt and then would be at the hospital and be forced vaccinated. Mm. She was, like, having so much anxiety. And it was because of fear of unknown versus fear of what was actually happening. But during this time of being locked down and basically all of her attention being put towards this, Some of them are very valid concerns, but also you're taking in all of it and it's really hard to use the discernment when so much of it sounds good. Um, So she said there is for sure a level of balance and a level of discernment with information and the things we don't know, the unknowns. Unfortunately, most of my fear and anxiety this year came from the unknowns, not what was actually happening. So it really led her to... Wanting to deeply research what was going on, but she had a really, really hard time dealing with all of the information because you're, you are getting such a huge spectrum of the people who are like, "Trump's not going to save anybody. He's basically, you know, going to turn this over into the new world order." Right. Versus, you know, he's going to usher in a grand new age and he's basically going to save America and you know everything's going to be amazing. so you have that huge spectrum, and there's a lot of truth. In a lot of the sides you just really have to look at the facts of what is happening and not be blinded by your not be blinded by trust to a human being who is extremely flawed because a human being is not going to come and save the country it's not going to come and save the world somebody might you know show up and be really promising but if somebody shows up and is extremely promising to the entire world we know who that's going to be So
0: yeah, yeah right Well, that's the beauty of knowing Christ is that the world around you can be literally on fire and you trusting in him. He is the immovable rock. He is the one in whom you've built your house upon. He is the one who is, you know, holding you together. He is ever faithful, never to leave you or forsake you. He is the one who's, who's given you his Holy Spirit as a seal and a promise and that will, you know, empower you. And like, these are the things that the church needs to be preaching and remembering because certain, you know, uncertain times are, you know, those that have weak faith are going to be run the risk of abandoning their faith, just running in fear, you know? And that was this, you know, let's learn a lesson from the early church, right? That was one of the big dilemmas in the early church was what happens to these believers who fell away, quote unquote, fell away when... The persecution came, but then when it settled down, they came back. Do we let them back in? Were they really ever really real? You know, uh, the truth is, is they just had weak faith. And some of us are strong, and some of us are weak. John MacArthur right now is expressing strong faith. He's like, he knows the mission. He's like, we're not called to comfort the coronavirus. We're called to, to preach the gospel. He's like, that's the mission of the church.
2: And I think what's so funny, um, this just hit me. Is that uh, like he's what in his eighties? He's might be eighty. He might. Be, he's. I think he's in his seventies. Um, but yeah. But what, what's, but still, what's what's so awesome that I think is so great about him, is that he's literally the target demographic for getting the coronavirus and dying. <laughs> he's the most high risk. You yeah. know what I mean? He's the he's yeah. the elderly. Yeah. And so it's so much like. Does it really? You know, all these other, you know, pastors in there. 40s you know that are going to be fine yeah or anything like that it's literally the, the i just think that's really cool yeah because yeah, he's he's like yeah you know if he because if he catches it he might die and he's cool with like being so, i mean that, that's well, he'll just go down pure, he,
0: uh, he knows he'll go down preaching the gospel oh yeah he's yeah. like i'm going to be faithful to the end yeah that's his decision
2: and i just mean not that in the same way of like going out there and preaching knowing you're going to get killed. Because right. I'm not equating it that way with the early church. But right, right. But literally he's the one that... He's I mean, in risk. He's at risk and he's, you know, if it actually is a real thing, it's going to kill us all and it's going to kill all the old people first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I will say this too. Do you have more that you wanted to read, Rachel?
1: No, that
0: was it, okay, so I will say this. I think some of I was watching you know in Twitter some of the churches in California that were in the same boat as John MacArthur and these other guys they were struggling with how to respond to this, and they were trying to meet in the middle, so they're like, hey, we'll have services outside or we'll do the you know we'll do yeah. we'll do like in a like a hybrid situation you know online, and then you can do this we'll let some you know whatever and I... you know that's where um that's where i start to get like kind of like yeah you just make a stand just pick a side and and the reason it's hard for them to do that is because they and i'm just gonna be blunt but the the reason why some of these churches it's hard for them to do that is because they have big debt and they need they need to protect what they have and they can't afford to to Mm -hmm. really upset the the boat you know they can't rock the boat because they need to keep it so they can keep things going the way status quo is. And that should be the first sign that maybe there's a problem. And that's why I think the church moving forward is going to look different than it has over the last 40 years in America. I really believe that. I really think that this is, God's going to allow this thing to happen to show the church itself, that, hey, you don't have to put all the work on the pastor. You actually are empowered by the Holy Spirit. God wants to use you. You can lead your family. You can share the gospel with your neighbors. You can minister. Like, you can do the work, the stuff, you know, that we like to say. You can do the stuff of the Bible yourself. It doesn't get pushed over to someone. And it's not a club anymore. This is, like, real. Either you believe this and live it or you don't. And I kind of like that. I kind of like it. It's sifting out some of that stuff, you know? But the big dilemma was this this is, and this is, I'd love your guys' input on this. What, one of the churches that I respected was like, we need to be sensitive. This is not a, like, it's almost like they took the totally different angle. Like, we're going to, because we love our neighbors so much, we're not going to meet. We're going to, like, do everything we can to not be together. So that we don't risk spreading the virus. And and where I have trouble with that is that I don't, I think that the numbers that we're getting are inaccurate. So it's hard for me to say that we should have that response because I don't believe what I'm reading. And they would say, well, you're just ignorant or you're just being insensitive or whatever. But no, <laughs> I'm looking at the CDC or was, yeah, the CDC who was giving us the daily, daily death count or whatever, they dropped it in one day by 3000 because they were inaccurate. Um, We had all these false positive tests that came through, and then they had people that were hospitalized, and they were forcing them onto ventilators because the ventilator was a kickback for the hospital for $30,000 per patient. And so you have all this corruption and inaccuracy. How? Why would I believe it? You know what I mean?
1: Also, the accuracy of how things are actually transmitted transmitted in air quotes because in some of the situations people who aren't having any contact with anyone else who had it are getting it so is it actually something that's super super contagious or is it something that's an expression of a toxic cell environment which you can actually get into virus versus exosome theory and there's actually there's actually a very strong argument that it is a exosome type thing it's something that your cell is actually expressing and secreting because you're being exposed to poisons, toxins, maybe too many disinfectants, maybe wearing your mask for too long. 5G. <laughs> maybe, but I have a couple um, PubMed articles that I could send you on that. Now, there's that's not going to be put on the news because it's an unpopular opinion and it starts to put you in the conspiracy theorists fringe category. Yeah, I'd um, say
2: uh, questioning germ theory, the yeah. basis of our entire medical system. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably...
1: <laughs> Which if you start looking into terrain theory, you'll see that creating a completely sterile environment, washing your hands all the time, sterilizing everything is actually really bad. That's how things like MRSA are a thing. Yep. That's how things like the horrible, horrible um, antibiotic-resistant stuff is going on at hospitals which are supposed to be extremely clean so there's a problem with the way that they're handling this and being separated from other people and not being able to actually build a healthy and thriving immune system is actually making it worse so this time of isolation of being away from other people everyone's getting depressed if you hear about the um the senior homes, suicides, but also in senior homes there's been so many people who reported that their seniors have like stopped eating and mm-hmm. they're having to be put on like feeding tubes because of how depressed they're getting from not yeah. seeing anyone. That I mean, I remember my grandma when she was in a senior home, she just got so tiny because mm-hmm. she was sad. I mean, she was lonely and yeah,
0: isolated. And it yeah. was
1: Yeah, it's really hard to to be alone for so long, no matter what age you are, and when you're not even like allowed mentally to hug anyone or be in contact with other people that is going to take a huge emotional and psychological toll and your state of your emotions and your psychology and your your connectedness with other people plays a big part in your health. So I think that being separated from other people is probably the worst possible decision that you could be making. Um, but again, you've already brainwashed so many people the entire world into thinking they have to stay away from each other no contact no gathering and this is going to I think this is going to alter the rest of the world like from here on out like this oh, is going to be a yeah. huge cultural shift
2: oh yeah forever I mean I mean that sucks <clears throat> yeah I was gonna say this is um, and maybe to kind of uh, I was trying to think about um, like, so, you know, the whole topic is how do Christians navigate, like, this conspiracy? Because we just, like, we <laughs> we just said, like, you know, all these things that if people haven't looked into. I would assume most people that are listening to this are like, oh, yeah, I, we know we can't trust the CDC. But, you know, we just threw all these things like, boom, masks, don't do this. You know, this is happening. This is happening. Boom, 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 boom. At the end of the day, um, I mean, that's the, the you know, all that stuff aside, you know, Christians were supposed to, you know, we're, I just want to kind of take it back and say, like, yeah, we are we are called to, like, be with one another and, like, to preach the gospel and, like, not to be scared of people. I mean, ultimately, I mean, <laughs> this may be, I don't know, maybe I'll catch coronavirus tomorrow, it's totally real, and I'm going to die um, but I'll be in heaven, so it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, you guys will be super jealous of me oh, um, that I got yeah, killed I by a fake virus and get to hang out with Jesus. <laughs> a fake virus. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say, like, the the response is like, so you you can take all that stuff that we just threw, at, like these facts and stuff like that, and then you can look at like as a Christian, maybe on a, a different side, so you don't get down like a rabbit hole. trying to use like an example so you can go through all the crazy stuff that's happening yeah or you can just look at stuff like um, like we were talking about the nursing homes and stuff I know this girl she's a friend of mine and her dad died during this and it was unexpected he went in and it wasn't because of corona coronavirus right yeah and literally they said she could have he could have one visitor show up like one hour one day and so the family was like, well, who do we give it to? Right. And um, so they gave it to this, this girl, my friend. So she was able to visit him. And they still, this was in like April, May, like really early on. And like, her, like you know, her, the mom even said the daughter, you know, this girl can go see. You. So the woman wasn't couldn't even be with her husband. Right. Who's dying. And... He died and they still haven't had a funeral. They haven't been able to have a funeral. So they're waiting until uh, one of the states that you know, they're not from around here, um, is they can legally do have like a ceremony for him.
0: But they had a ceremony for George Floyd. Yeah. So and that's and they saying. also had one at the White at the Capitol just a few weeks ago yeah. for uh you know.
2: Saint Floyd, you can't uh, Saint Floyd.
0: No, the, the other black guy that oh, did yeah. the Capitol.
2: <laughs> I don't uh, Elijah Cummings, yeah. Or whichever one, I always get them mixed yeah. up with the other guy. Can't guys. do that. Can't do that. You're racist. I know. I know. Do the wrong one. But I mean, so they do should, look alike, though. Yeah. So they no, they, they do.
0: Like exactly like. Yeah, they do.
2: I think it's John Lewis, Elijah Cummings. Yeah. <laughs> we actually do that. But so my whole point with all that is that like you can be a Christian and like take a step back. And don't have to dive into all this crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And still look at it and yeah. be like, this is messed up. This is not right.
0: Well, that was my whole point mm-hmm. of why everyone's starting to look into it now is because they see the state of our world and they're like, what the hell is happening right now? Yeah. Well, they literally don't, they want answers.
2: Yeah. And I I, I was going to, in my whole thing, and I, I, I'll i share this, I've been talking too much, but it, like basically when all this started and I saw everything, the beginning of the year. I've already been growing tired of everything. It's also tiresome. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't care anymore. You know what? I know this is all BS. I don't care. I don't care about the the specific thing that comes out with this thing and that thing. I don't care. Everything's fake and gay. I don't care anymore. And uh, these are all psyops. And so I just closed (laughs) it up. And I'm like, I know the overall narrative is that Jesus is going to win. I don't care. I'm just going to do the best I can. So, you know, I think I want to give hope to people that if you're stuck going down these rabbit holes rabbit you can it's totally cool to just take a step back and say all of this is crazy I don't need to know all the in- specific information yeah and just wash your hands with it yeah yeah don't actually wash your hands because that's how they win germ theory right <laughs> they don't wash your hands right. um Stick Just it to use me.
1: soap and water. Do not use disinfectant and all
0: that crap. None of that. Yeah. So w- remember when uh, we used to talk about the red pill? It's like the the, the, the what is it? The blue pill, the red pill, the white pill, the black pill. Yeah. Like, it's, that is the progression. And people get nihilistic when they think yeah. that they think that the whole, they think that the NWO, the New World Order, is right around the corner and they're going to, like, literally force, like, they're going to knock on my door and vaccinate me. And they might. They might try. Yeah, somebody's going to get a shot. Yeah, one way or another. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> right? You know, the
1: military's delivering it. I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, and and then then that raises this question: What do Christians do at that moment? What if we? What if our conscience is that is part of the mark of the beast? What if you know? Do we do we get thrown into jail for it? Do we get disassociated from society because we you know, we can't no longer we can no longer buy or sell? Yo, that'd be. T- I
2: just realized that. Yo, how cool would that be? If they round up all the people, and they're all, so they take all the based people that are like I'm not gonna get vaccinated, and they're like we're gonna all put you in a thing. That'd be awesome, cause then I'd only have to deal with people that are you know, they're, awesome. They're like, oh, yeah. so like <laughs> yeah, yeah we we just hold down like one corner of the whatever, world, Montana. They throw right. us in some state where there's nobody.
0: Like dude, that'd be awesome. Just, but they'd be feeding us crap, man. They'd be like. It'd they be. would
1: probably force it. I'm saying, like, it's not going to be all happy. Like, it's going to be containment camps, but they're going to do some stuff. Like,
2: yeah. Maybe. I just mean, I think it'd be cool to hang out with people that are all like, yeah, man. Based. Like, yeah. yeah. We, need to, we need to
0: do it. We need to they're going to
2: make the compounds for us. It'll be government funded <laughs> compounds that we all get yes. to hang out with our friends. We don't have to work. We don't have to be part of the society anymore. We just have. Bible studies, studies all day, study, yeah. dude. That sounds awesome. I'm ready to get thrown into a COVID <laughs> and, concentration. And, and
0: we'll be the ones that they can't track because yeah, they yeah. didn't. In, they didn't give us the microchip. <laughs> so there
2: is a good thing. We can all be rounded up, but we will all be rounded up together. Yeah. And then the gu- <laughs> the guillotine would
0: be the next thing. But no, I mean.
1: It, oh, that's another one. <laughs> that's another rabbit.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, I the the Christian response. The the Christian response to all this is exactly what you were saying, Rosie. It's like, my my future is in the hands of an all-knowing God who's all-capable. And just as Job said, he said, even though he slay me, I will ever praise him. You know, even though the road of the future might not be real easy for the believer. And this is the thing, is that I think there will be a season of tribulation. Like, you know, I'm still holding to the pre-tribulation rapture. And I'm and that's the other reason why I think there's a lot happening right now that the church is being shaken because I'm seeing more and more people say, Oh, I don't believe in the rapture. I don't believe in the rapture. And it's almost like a mocking. So we're gonna do a whole episode on that rapture from a scriptural point of view. And you know, I'm just gonna let the cat out of the bag. I've been a pre trib rapture guy from the beginning since I got saved. Is the first one of the first doctrines I learned and um and i took it for granted for a long time i could never really defend it well and now i'm finding myself in a position where i'm searching the scriptures because so many believers are actually mock in a mocking tone you know if you believe in the rapture i got bad news for you buddy and this is a christian right to other believers i got bad news for you buddy it ain't happening just let it go and i'm tired of that i'm tired of seeing that because in in all seriousness the early church, and I'm I do not want to go too much further down this, but the early church held to a pre tribulational rapture. So we can we can go there in a in a couple weeks. I've been doing some research, reading some stuff, and and you know, I'm wanna I wanna counter that because I think that is a satanic attempt. You know, just like um there's a move, we covered this too, there's a move of of these believers that are going into the direction of the Torah. And they're neglecting the writings of Paul, and they're honoring the Sabbath on Saturday. And and if you you know and there's nothing wrong with any of those things other than neglecting the writings of Paul. But what's happening yeah. is it's leading down a um, a a path of Christianity that was that actually <laughs> was what Paul and that we're trying to avoid. We're trying to move away from it. It's a new covenant. You know what I mean? It's a new covenant of grace that's been that Jesus fulfilled all of the requirements of the law for you, for mm-hmm. us. So I'm seeing that happen too. And that's discouraging to me as well. And it comes because the church at large, the the you know, the evangelical church at large has failed in equipping the saints and they've moved away from teaching the word of God so that people could understand and counter worldviews and also know what they truly believe. They've just dropped the ball. In so many different ways, and they've turned into these, you know, um, culture clubs. Come on in, feel good. Let me tell you how much how much God loves you. I have a promise for you. You know, you got to be your best self.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, right now, yeah, right now. Anyways, so
1: I've heard of a couple. I've heard of a couple churches that they're very spirit led, and they neglect some of the teachings because you're supposed to go off the page a little bit. I don't know if you guys have covered that content yet, but that's where I'm like, wait, why are we not reading the Bible about this? Why are we not diving into the word about this? Like God's given us a sound mind. We're supposed to have discernment and there are going to be a lot of false prophets. who are going to say things that sound really, really good and are going to say things that sound biblical, but you have to have a solid understanding of what the word of God says. Otherwise, you're going to fall for the counterfeit. Because um, even the devil could quote scripture, mm-hmm. not necessarily proper context, but.
0: That's right. What the whole counsel of God's word.
2: I, I was mm-hmm. going to say, it was really interesting. And uh, what she just said, it just hit me. Um, so <laughs> we've been talking a lot about discernment, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like hopefully we didn't hit anyone over the head because I'll be the first to admit that, um, you know, spiritual gifts, I feel lacking, especially like those responses from the people. I was like, man, I feel super convicted because I'm not, you know, whatever man stuff. Um, so I want to say like someone might be saying, okay, this is all good. This is all good. This is all good. But like, I don't have discernment. How do I know the stuff? Like, cause I will say reading Conspiracy stuff and finding out about some new one, and then spending, you know, a bunch of weeks reading all about it. Like it's exciting when I find something new that I'm like, oh, dude, this is so cool! I'm gonna go nerd out about it and spend way too much money on books and like try <laughs> to do all this stuff. It's cool. Like I enjoy that. Um, and I also, you know, take a step. So I'm not. I don't think we're downing anyone for wanting to do research and learn about stuff. Sometimes purely for a uh, entertainment value. But, like, someone might be saying, well, how do I get discernment as to what I should freak out about, what I shouldn't freak out about? You know, like, how do I get it? Just just read the Bible. Mm-hmm. You'll get it. That's the first step. Yeah. Pray, ask God for the gift of discernment.
0: Yeah. And then read the Bible. Yeah. You know, that's the, they go hand in hand.
2: Yeah. And I, I was going to say, Rachel just summed it up perfectly. So I wanted to point that out that, yeah, just, you, you you'll get discernment if you pray for it and you read it.
0: Yeah. Read the Bible. Yeah. Cool. Well, we have, we have, uh, I think we should wrap this
2: up. It's, yeah. it's been a while. Well, hey, we weren't here for a while. We're giving people a lot of content. Right. <laughs> hopefully it won't take another month until right. all three of us. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. No, we've got some guests actually lined up for the future. I'm excited about, um, I've been in contact with a few people and, uh, so hopefully we'll have some, some exciting guests on. That'll be an interesting episodes Um, And then we're putting together some stuff of our own that we're going to, some topics we're going to touch on. Um, I want to, can I end with a verse out of Hebrews? Never. This is in the spirit, in the spirit of, we don't know if Paul wrote Hebrews. That's the good news about it. Yeah. They don't know the author. It could have been, it could have been uh, Barnabas. It could have been, it could have been uh, some woman.
2: No. Apostle. No. No, don't believe that. No, not for a second. (laughs) No, no, not in my Bible. I'm throwing Hebrews out there. That's true. Come on, man. Just kidding. Let me
0: read it. It's Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse verse 23. He says, they say, (laughs) they, get it? That's their pronoun. Uh, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day, capital D, approaching. So that's Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 and 24. So, uh, and 25. So, yeah, let's um, persevere. Persevere, my friends, my saints. Don't give in. Don't be afraid. God's called you. He's saved you. He's faithful to keep you until the very end. And you can just trust in him and put all your fears aside, lay them in his, at his feet and uh, just pick up faith, lay down fear and pick up faith. How's that? We'll end it with that. I like that. All right, guys, this has been awesome. Oh, dude, we can't say it because we're going to add something at the end. I, I haven't even said anything. That's great. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, we have a, do you want to say it do you want say
1: no, to
2: tell no. Oh. someone else
1: so, well
0: I'll, can I say it right? it's you want to say it rachel one <laughs> we have a special gift at the end of the episode. if you just hang on, listen
1: oh, oh yeah oh, yes. Rachel,
0: rachel Rachel's <laughs> husband Andrew, has made a recording of a great song, and he's go, we're gonna put it at the end. you can just worship Jesus with it. how about that so mm-hmm. st- stay tuned and listen and as Rosie always says stay hydrated that's right yeah we'll catch you next time bye
4: amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me I was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears really how precious did that Baby